We are beginning Yevamos today. Bez Amun Aleph 2A1 in the Art Scroll Gemara. Just a brief introduction to this Mishnah, to this particular Mishnah. This Mishnah will discuss those that are ex- who are exempt from Yibam. They do not have to perform Yibam, the mitzvah of Yibam, or the mitzvah of Chalitza. Again, the mitzvah of Yibam, just to get the terminology down, as we discussed in the introduction, the mitzvah of Yibam is the mitzvah of uh, for for the brother when the when you have two siblings. Uh, one of them is married and he dies without children. So then there's a mitzvah of yibum for the live brother to perform yibum, uh, to have yibum with his sister-in-law, which essentially means uh, to marry his sister-in-law. And we discussed that in, in, in the introduction. And so the live brother, he's called the yavam. His term is called, he's called the yavam. The, the man who is involved in the Yibam process, and the sister-in-law, whose husband died, is called the Yivama. And so, just like what we had in the Chagiga, where the opening Mishnah doesn't explain the mitzvah itself, but explains who is exempt uh, from the mitzvah, so then so too here in this tractate of Yivamos, and Mesechus Yivamos, we describe here who is exempt from Yibam, and not just who is exempt from Yibam, but also who is exempt from Chalitza. And for the most part, in most situations, if you are exempt from Yibam, you are also exempt from Chalitza. Again, Chalitza is, from the Torah's perspective, it's really the the backup. If you're not going to be able to perform Yibam, ideally you should perform Yibam. If, for whatever reason, you cannot perform Yibam, you don't want to perform Yibam, so then you have a way out by doing the whole process of Chalitza, which we'll get into what exactly that process is a lot later on. But then you have that process of Chalitza, which you could do, which uh, could essentially, it's some form of a divorce uh, to separate between uh, the connection between the live brother and uh, the sister-in-law. And so this Mishnah says that if you are exempt from Yibam, so then you are also exempt from Chalitza. We'll see later on that this is not always the case, but at least with regards to our list in the Mishnah, this is true. So the Mishnah is going to list off 15 different cases where the there's an exemption based on, on the scenario that's involved, mostly because uh, they just uh, they're already related. The sister-in-law is already related to her brother-in-law uh, in some other way, which we'll explain in uh, either in this recording or in the next in both this recording and in the next recording. Uh, but for whatever reason, uh, they're related, so therefore there is an exemption. They don't have to perform the mitzvah. Of Yibam or of Chalitza, they are they are totally exempt. So before we get into the to the whole list of the fifteen, which we will then describe, and you have to have charts, which is what makes this a bit complicated. You have to have the whole family structure in your head, and I hope to provide those charts on the WhatsApp. Uh, but before we even get there, let's just go into uh, the different prohibitions that we find, the Torah prohibitions that we find. Um, in the Torah, where they say that you're not allowed to have uh, these different pro- Torah prohibitions, where it's because of uh, you're related, you're it's it's you're related from a man's perspective, you're related to that woman, and we'll go through uh, the different categories of types of prohibition in which a, a man is prohibited to 
a woman because they are related. So the Torah gives a whole list. Within that list, uh, it seems to be that the the prohibition is what we call an iser kares. It's not that uh, it's punishable by the Bayesian, by the judicial by the judicial courts. Rather, it is uh, kares, where it's the idea is there's a discussion what exactly kares means, but to make things simple, simple, it's uh, Hashem on His own, God on His own punishes by giving the person an early death, that they're going to die young. Okay, so what are the different groups of, of relatives in which a person is prohibited to marry, uh, to have sexual relations with? Uh, what, what is that list? So we'll divide it up into a, a group, three different groups. The first group is you yourself, who are you? Uh, directly related to. So you are directly related to your mother, from a man's perspective, to your mother, to your sister, to your daughter. Obviously, the same thing would be in the opposite, to your father. Um, so, but we'll, we'll stick with a man, from a man's perspective. So you're prohibited to be, to, to, to marry your mother, your sister, and your daughter. That is just from you alone. Now, if you go ahead and get married, so then, there are additional prohibitions. If you get married, so then once you're married, you're now also forbidden to marry or to be with your mother-in-law, your wife's mother, uh, your wife's sister, your sister-in-law, and your wife's daughter. If your wife has a daughter from a different marriage, so then it, you also cannot marry your wife's daughter. The third category, so again, we had the first two categories. One is just you yourself to your mother, your daughter, and your sister. And then once you get married, so then you add on different people that you're, prohib- that you're forbidden to be with. As we mentioned, your mother-in-law, sister-in-law, daughter-in-law, not daughter, sorry, not um, wife's daughter. And then the other category, the third category, is when your own relatives then go ahead and they marry... So then, sometimes you are you are forbidden to be with uh, to marry those people. So who would that include? So let's say your brother goes ahead and gets married. So if your brother goes and gets married, you are now you're not allowed to have relations with your sister-in-law. If your son gets married, so that's now your daughter-in-law. So it's forbidden to be with your daughter-in-law. If your father gets married, has a has a second marriage, so then. Uh, you are not allowed to be with your uh, mother, with your uh, with your father's uh, second wife, right? If they if they uh, if they uh, if they marry some uh, another another wife, so then you're forbidden to be with your father's wife. Um, so that's really the third category. When you have relatives, direct relatives, who then they themselves marry somebody, so then uh, in those different scenarios that we discussed, you would be forbidden to uh, be with them. Now. You might be asking, well, if they're already married, so then uh, there's already a, a prohibition, and it's true, there's already a prohibition. Anybody who's halachically married, so then uh, they're not allowed to have, uh, they're not allowed to marry somebody else or have sexual relations with anybody else. Um, that's uh, that's certainly true. But what's interesting here is that even if that relationship is broken off, it's severed, so then there is still a prohibition for almost all of these scenarios. Uh, even if it's if, if it's cut off, then uh, you still are prohibited. So, for example, 
if you're 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 not allowed to uh, have get married or have relations with your son's daughter, with your daughter-in-law. So even if they were to get divorced, or God forbid, the son would die, so then you're still not allowed to marry the daughter-in-law. And the same thing applies for all of these cases. If you get divorced uh, to your wife, so then you're still not allowed to marry her. Uh, her sister, her mother, her daughter, it would still be a prohibition even if that relationship is broken. So in all those cases, right? So we had the first category. The first category was just you yourself. That doesn't change. That would never change. Your mother, your sister, your daughter, that never changes. Uh, there's no. It's impossible to break up that relationship. But when it comes to, uh, let's say you get married, so then there's a, there's a way of breaking up the relationship either through death or divorce. Uh, but you still are prohibited to uh, her relatives, and uh, the same thing is true as if your if your father, your brother, your son, if they go ahead and they get married, so then there's also a way of breaking off that relationship. Either they uh, die or they get divorced. But yet you're still prohibited. You're still it's still forbidden to marry uh, your sister-in-law, your brother's uh, wife. In, uh, as we'll get, we'll discuss the the scenario of Yibam. But uh, outside of the scenario of Yibam, you're forbidden to your brother's wife. Certainly, if they get divorced, and also if the brother dies with children, you're forbidden forbidden to your brother's wife. There is one exception to this rule. The one except the two exceptions to this rule. The first exception to this rule is your wife's uh, sister. If your wife dies, not if she gets to, not if you get divorced, but if your wife dies, so then you are allowed to marry. Her sister, that would be allowed. You're allowed to marry your sister if your wife dies. Not if not if you get divorced, but if your wife dies. And the second situation is what we're going to be discussing for a long time, which is the scenario of Ashes Ach, where uh, your your brother's uh, wife, even though uh, you are, it's there's a prohibition to marry your brother's wife. Definitely, if they uh, get divorced, but if he dies, if the brother dies without children, so then uh, you have the mitzvah of Yibam. That would be the scenario where you have the mitzvah of Yibam to perform uh, Yibam to marry your sister-in-law. If they, if he dies with children, so then there's a, the prohibition continues to exist. And there is a prohibition of marrying your sister-in-law. So that is really just to map out uh, the different prohibitions when it comes uh, to relatives. Uh, again, we have those three categories, those that you are directly related to, those that are prohibited because of your marriage, and those that are prohibited because your siblings or your your father or your son, they marry somebody, so then you are prohibited to those women. So again, all these are from the perspective of uh, of the man, but the, obviously the same thing would apply in the, in the reverse. Okay. So those are those are the the categories of people that you are forbidden to to marry mitzad kurva from the perspective of being related to them, and we're going to get to to discuss all of these different scenarios um, soon. The Mishnah also, as part of the introduction to the Mishnah, the Mishnah also says you could have the following scenario: you have something called a tsara. By Jewish law, a man is allowed to marry uh, more than one wife. There was a Takana de Rabbeinu Gershom. They, uh, they made a decree that you should only, at least for Ashkenazim, that you should only uh, marry one wife. Sephardim also 
uh, of Sephardic descent also took this upon themselves uh, for the most part. But uh, they, there's a, the, from a biblical perspective, from the Torah law, you are for you're allowed to marry more than one wife, and so we're going to have a lot of discussions of what happens in a scenario where a person marries more than uh, one wife. So let's start from the basics. You have two brothers, and one of the brothers is married to two wives. So now that brother dies without any children. So then you have two women who are now what we call zakakliyibam. They are now connected to his brother to do either mitzvah, uh, the mitzvah of Yibam or Chalitza. Now, as long as the brother does Yibam or Chalitza uh, to either one, so then that's all that is necessary. He doesn't have to marry both. He can only It's enough if he just marries one, and then the other one is, is, is exempt and could go off and marry whoever she wants. Um, so you would, the mitzvah would only apply to one of the two. The same thing would apply in the following scenario. Let's say you had... Uh, three in the opposite scenario, you had three brothers or four brothers. There are four brothers around, and one of them is married to, let's say, one woman, and he dies without any children. So then she now could do yibum with any of these brothers. She could really do yibum with any of these brothers, as long as one of these brothers does the mitzvah of yibum. So then the other two brothers are now exempt, right? It's uh, as long as the, the other two brothers are exempt. One of the brothers should do yibum. Or if they don't do even then chalitza to this sister-in-law, and then the other brothers are all exempt. What we're going to discuss in this mishnah is the following scenario: What happens if you have one brother? You have you have two brothers. One of the brothers is married to two uh, women. He dies, and so these two women are now have the mitzvah of yibam. The mitzvah there's a connection between these two women and the deceased brother. The brother to the sister-in-law, they have to do mit, uh, the mitzvah yibam or chalitza. However, one of the two women is also a related to uh, her brother-in-law, to the brother that is alive. There's a different relationship. Besides for being a sister-in-law, brother-in-law relationship, there is another relationship that is existing between the brother and the sister-in-law. And so if there's already another relationship that exists, we'll discuss in the Mishnah uh, what those different types of relationships are, but you could have situations where you have two brothers, but it's not like they are all prohibited to uh, the same women in the world. One brother will be prohibited to, uh, there will be overlap, but there will also be scenarios where uh, one brother is prohibited to certain women and the other brother is permissible to marry uh, those women. So you'll have you'll have different scenarios like that, which the Mishnah will exactly describe. Uh, but if you have a situation where uh, the sister-in-law is forbidden to the brother-in-law, not because they're sister-in-law and brother-in-law, but for some other reason, I'll give just one example to make it clear. So let's say it's uh, you're allowed uh, somebody's allowed to marry their niece. It's permissible to marry your niece, and so let's say a person marries their niece. So. Uh, and then he dies. If he dies then, so then the sister-in-law and the brother-in-law, the brother that's alive, it's his own daughter. It's his own daughter. And so since it's his own daughter, besides for being uh, the sister-in-law, it's also his own daughter. So then we say you are completely exempt from Yibam. You do not have to do... Not, there's, there's an exemption from Yibam. You don't do the mitzvah of Yibam. Now in the scenario where there are two wives, let's say 
the brother married two women. One of them is the daughter of his brother, his niece. The other one is just, you know, another woman that's not related at all. The law of the Mishnah is that the uh, both women will be exempt, even though only one of them is related, is related to the brother-in-law. Doesn't matter, once one is related to the brother-in-law, the, all the women that the deceased brother is married to is exempt. Okay, so the, the tsara becomes exempt. We'll discuss one final scenario, and then we'll discuss, then we'll, in the next recording, we'll, we'll go through the rest of the Mishnah. The next scenario is called Tsaras Tsara. Tsaras Tsara is as follows. The Tsara is called the co-wife. Co-wife is the term that's used when a, a man is married to two women. The term that's just used is called Tsara, which we'll translate as co-wife. So let's say you have the following scenario. You have four brothers. Three brothers or four brothers. One of them is married to two women. And... These two women, now, one of them is directly related to one of the brothers, not to the other, not to the third brother or the fourth brother, but just to one of the brothers. So let's say a person marries, same scenario, a person marries his niece. So that niece is only uh, directly related to one of the brothers, to the, he's, she's the daughter of one of the brothers. So that woman is certainly exempt from Yibam to her own father, right? Because that's a direct relationship. Not only that, but the, other co-wife, the co-wife who is the tsara of the deceased, the, the two women who are married to the deceased, is also exempt from uh, from doing yibam to that brother, to that particular brother. But we have other brothers in the picture. There are other brothers who are also in the picture. Since there are other brothers in the picture, there still is an obligation to do yibam or chalitza to any of the other brothers. So once that's the case, uh, let's say we have the co-wife who is not related. Even the one that is not related, they do the mitzvah of Yibam to one of the other brothers. So they do the mitzvah of Yibam. Let's say there's just a third brother. They do the mitzvah of Yibam to the third brother. And unfortunately, that third brother also dies without children. And so we have the scenario where uh, this Tsara, she was not related at all uh, to to the brother who's now alive, Um Right, we have three brothers. That we have two of the brothers just died, and but she she was married to the first one. She did yibum to the second one, uh, and now that second one dies, and now that we're just left with this third brother. So let's say that second brother also had multiple wives, had different co-wives. So we say that 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 Sarah, that co-wife, always remains uh, exempt from yibum from the brother that's currently alive. Because she was exempt from Yibam from the first marriage, because she was a co-wife with the, that brother's daughter, so we say that they are always exempt from the mitzvah of Yibam to that brother, even if she does Yibam to the second brother, and then that brother dies without any children, she will still be exempt, even though she's not married currently to the daughter of that brother, doesn't make a difference. She will always be exempt. Not only will she always be exempt, but she'll also exempt all the co-wives of that of that second marriage. All the co-wives will be exempt. It's, it, it'll continue forever that anybody that's connected from that original from that original marriage, from that first marriage, uh, will be exempt from Yibam or Chalitza to that brother who's currently alive, from that one brother who is currently alive. We'll discuss uh, this scenario again as we go through the Mishnah. 
But this is uh, an introduction to the mission itself, and then in the next recording we'll go through the actual individual cases of the Mishnah.